return to Oilers Now with Bob Stuffer. Brought to you by GoFord.ca, the next generation of Ford stores. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, there it is. From their classic 1983 album, Pyromania. Photographed by Def Leppard. Who are the Foster people? Is that a, is that a real band even? I don't know. All right. Uh, expedite was the word I was looking for. Thanks to Rob Hislop for educating me in the English language. Me speak good. <laughs> uh, all right. And we're still going to have this day in Oilers history coming up uh, in this half hour before we wrap things up. Uh, the Oilers on their way to Minnesota to play the Wild tonight. Also on this road trip on Monday, they'll play the Chicago Blackhawks. And we are going to go to Chicago right now to bring in a gentleman by the name of Sal Barry. Sal, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Thanks for asking. Thanks a lot for joining us here on Oilers Now in Edmonton, Sal. Uh, so you run a website called PuckJunk.com. That Tell is us correct. a little bit about the or- origins of this site. Uh, the origins of the site? I started the site in October of 2007. I'm a professional web designer. I love hockey. I love hockey cards. And I thought it would be great to make a website about hockey cards and collectibles. So there you go. Now, are you a collector yourself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and how long have you been uh, collecting hockey cards and other memorabilia? I've been collecting hockey cards. You know, it's funny because in Chicago, hockey was hard to come by. It wasn't on TV. It was on cable TV. And I didn't get into hockey until we got cable TV in 89. And uh, shortly okay. thereafter, I started collecting hockey cards. Uh, now, now, have you? You've obviously expanded though to things outside of cards. Yeah, I also collect. Uh, I like hockey figures. I collect uh, like the McFarland figures. If you know what those are. Yes, I do. Absolutely. And then even before then, there was uh, there was a line of toys called Starting Lineup, and they also made hockey figures starting in '93, and I collected those back in the day. Uh, I also, I've actually started also collecting uh, hockey tables. If you remember those, like the table hockey games. Like, well, I used to call it lever hockey, but yeah, table hockey for sure. Table hockey, lever hockey, rod hockey. It's got a lot of different names, but yeah, I, uh, I've i actually been starting to collect those too. But I'm mainly a card guy. That's like my number one thing when it comes to hockey uh, memorabilia. Now, being that you're from Chicago, are you going after just Blackhawks stuff, or are you league? you want league-wide stuff? Oh, league-wide. I mean, I, of course, the Blackhawks are my favorite team. It's my priority. But, I mean, what was it, a couple months ago, was it back in November, I went to a show and I bought a couple of, uh, if you remember the uh, Red Rooster sets that they used to, uh, I don't know if they were sold or given away in Red Rooster. Um, I guess that's a grocery chain in Alberta. Uh, yeah, there. I think there are still a few of them, yeah. Okay, well, they, they had these card sets, uh, Flames and Oilers sets from the 80s, and I remember, it was like last November, I found like three or four different sets, and I pounced on them. I mean, they were, you know, the Oilers sets from the 80s, so, you know, it was all the great players. So even though, I mean, that was the team that, you know, pretty much destroyed the Blackhawks in the playoffs every year, uh, it was, you know, of course I still want to collect those cards. I mean, anything with Gretzky is still popular, even to this day still, of course. But, yeah, I mean, God, it could be... Hold, hold on. How are you going to find this stuff? You're in Chicago. How are you going to find stuff that was distributed in Alberta 25 years ago? Things travel. You know, people go to Canada, buy stuff, bring it here. Um, actually, the Internet has opened up a lot of that, you know, now where people are 
you know, well, have been. I mean, the Internet's not a new thing anymore. But, yeah, it was a lot harder. Like, when I was collecting cards as a kid in, say, 1990, we almost never saw any OPT cards because, you know, they would have had to migrated from across the border, and you almost never saw anything that only came out in Canada. You'd have to buy, like, via mail order. Um, now it's a lot easier with the Internet. Okay. So... I mean, if, uh, if there are Oilers fans here that are, are looking for stuff or maybe have something that you would want, can they hook up with you through your website to organize a purchase or a trade or something? Do you do uh, that? They can. I'm not, really in, I'm not really into this for, like, selling. But, I mean, every now and then I have something on my site and somebody's like, hey, I see you got an extra one of those. Would you be willing to trade it? I love trading. You know, I get what I want, they get what they want. Or, yeah, I mean, I always have a few odds and ends that I want to sell to. But, you know, like I said, I didn't set up this site as a business. I set it up more just as a hobby, just to kind of share in what I enjoy with other people. Okay, we're talking to Sal Berry from uh, PuckJunk.com. Hopefully uh, you're getting a few hits now as we mentioned that. What about this Gretzky doll? Oh, yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, I think it was in 83. I actually got the box right here in front of me. Uh, in 1983, Mattel made a Wayne Gretzky doll. It's basically a Ken doll, if you remember Ken and Barbie. Absolutely. But with a different head, with a Wayne Gretzky head. Okay. I think it's just ridiculous because, like, the neck looks really long. Like It's got, like, a giraffe neck, and it's just... Uh, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. It's just, it doesn't look, it, it's not as, definitely not as cool as the McFarlane figures. Um, even in like the late 90s, there was a line of, I guess you could call them dolls. They were 12 inch action figures with the removable uh, gear and clothing called ProZone. But this is nowhere nearly as cool. It's only cool because it's Gretzky, but it's okay. otherwise, it's, it's pretty damn cheesy. <laughs> That's great, man. I I don't even think I remember that one. That that is class. Is there a picture of that on your site somewhere? Uh no, I'll have to throw one up uh, okay. pretty soon. I, it's been on my to-do list. You know, I got so many things I wanted to show people, but you know, it just gets hard cuz like I said, this is like a side thing for me. Yeah. Uh, so it's like when I get the time, I I try to share as much as I can. Okay. This this is great. Uh Sal Berry from uh puckjunk.com. Now, you've been a, a Blackhawks fan. Uh, which means you finally had your moment in the sun a couple of years ago, uh, but you mentioned uh, you you have a very, uh, I guess, difficult memory of the Blackhawks playing the Oilers in the 1990 Campbell Conference Final. Yeah, it was Game 6, Chicago Stadium. Uh, I want to say Messier was just, I think he pretty much won that game for the Oilers. I mean, I, I didn't write a, an account of it, but from just what I heard, all I remember is the Hawks lost something miserable like 6-2 to two or 6-3. to three. I don't know. It was, it, it was pretty bad. They were a pretty good team, too, but um, I think their mistake was putting Greg Millen in the nets. They should have put Belfour in, but you know what? It's so easy to say what they should have done. That was before Belfour was the guy, right? Yes, but see, here's the thing. In the previous round... Uh, let me see. In, it was in the round against the Minnesota North Stars. I don't know if it was round one or round two, because like I said, it was like 20-something years ago. But I remember Millen was not playing good, and they put in Ed Belfour, and he pretty much stole like those games for him. So what I think they should have done is they should have done like what the Canadians did with Ken Dryden back in 71. You know, Here's this rookie goaltender. He's playing really good. Let's just put him in. Teams don't know how to shoot against him. Teams don't know how to you know deal with him because he's this new player, and uh, it's 
that's what I think would have been good. Uh, I think he could have probably won that series for them and probably the cup. But, you know, the Oilers were still a damn good team in, in 1990. I mean, minus Gretzky and minus Coffey, they were still, well, hey, they won the cup. So there you go. Yeah. But so, yeah, it was nice to see the Hawks win it. Uh, you know, just being a Hawks fan for so long and having such horrible teams, it's just it's finally nice to come out on top for a change. Talking to Sal Barry from the website puckjunk.com, which has a, a variety of uh, hockey cards and collectible items. You know, obviously you mentioned Oilers stuff from the '80s that is are kind of hot hot properties. Is there anything card sets uh, or cards of the new players like Everly or Hall or Nugent Hopkins that people already want to get their hands on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, uh, Everly and Hall, I mean, they started last year, so they, they had cards. I mean, you get cards coming out uh, with the new players. There's a rule you can't be on a card until you play at least one game. However, they'll do photo shoots ahead of time, like Upper Deck and Panini. Actually, I think the Players Association hosts it, where they get all the top rookies, like the top 50 rookies or so, and they have them scrimmage, and then you have photographers from the trading card companies take their pictures, and then like as soon as you know uh, someone like Nugent Hopkins plays in a game, you know a couple of those guys play in a game, then they'll they'll send the cards to press. So I mean, even as early as November, like with Upper Deck Series One, you already have cards of like Nugent Hopkins and like the new group of rookies uh, out on on cardboard. Wow. Okay. Uh, I want to ask you something else too. As I, I know, this tournament is not as as big anywhere else as it is here in Canada. But do you know the World Junior Hockey Championships are being played in Edmonton and Calgary? Yeah, I've been watching. I've been uh, tuning into it a little bit. Now, will there be player cards and collectibles for teams from this tournament? Will companies do? Uh, international sets for you know very short tournaments no um, probably not back in the early 90s upper deck used to do a set it was part of their major set they used to do uh, like a subset of the guys on the uh, Canadian team and then later they expanded that to include the other teams like Sweden Russia USA uh, like I said now in order to be on a card at least like an NHL in an NHL trading card set, you have to have had played in an NHL game, so they're not going to like dedicate cards to like say guys from Belarus or Sweden or or you know Kazakhstan or whoever's playing uh, on that set. But I mean, a lot of the guys already have cards, just not in their uh, international uniforms. Though there is a company called In the Game, and they specialize in making cards of international. Like, you know, maybe like someone like Ovechkin in his Russian jersey. But they're uh, probably not going to make a set for just this tournament. Uh, by the way, USA and Finland underway. Five minutes in at Rexall Place in the World Junior Tournament. No score in that game yet. Canada against the Czech Republic tonight at 6. Both teams 1-0. Uh, and oh. uh, I'm just looking at your website. Is, is that Tom Glavin in his Braves uniform on skates shooting a puck? Yes, actually, uh, that's one thing. I that one of the things I really like about my site is I try to find cards that are interesting or weird or just unique, and uh, I call it card of the week. Although I'll admit I don't always get a card up every week, but I, I try to find something that's either really cool or really odd. And there were actually two cards of Tom Glavin. Um, in hockey skates, because he was actually drafted by the Kings in 84. Right. He, ne he never played, uh, you know, he made the right choice, obviously. But uh, the score company in the early 90s, they 
in their baseball set. So it's actually not technically not a hockey card; it's a baseball card. Okay. But <laughs> they, uh, if, if you look, if you look further up or down the page, I'm not sure. I have a card of uh, Eric Lindros in a Toronto Blue Jays uniform. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, posted that back in 2008. Yeah, because he he did like batting practice, so of course they threw him on a you know baseball card because they could. Uh, Sal, Sal Barry, besides your website, puckjunk.com, tell us where people uh, can hear more from you. I understand you actually do uh, some weekly radio work in the States as well? Yeah, well, I I'm actually haven't been on that often just because of scheduling conflicts, but for the last two years and then like this year, um, also, I'm sometimes on an XM radio show called The War Room. Uh, so I'm on, they have a segment about trading cards called Got Em, Need Em. And so I've been doing that for a couple of years now. Like I said, I'm not doing it too often just because of scheduling conflicts now. I hope to be starting that up again in January. And then I actually also pen a monthly article for the Hockey News called In the Cards. Right. uh, Where I'll just, again, highlight like a card that's really unique or odd or just, you know, biographical in nature about that player or his career. Sal, before I let you go... Tell us something in your collection that you're really proud of or you might consider the jewel or one of the jewels of the stuff you have. One of the jewels of, uh, you know, I just I just picked up an, it, uh, this, the, the, like the newness hasn't worn off yet. I just picked up an 80-81 OPG set with the Marc Messier rookie. Nice. I, I wanted that set forever, and I finally got my hands on it. Um, I got a Gretzky rookie. It's a Topps rookie. That's another jewel of mine um, that I'm really happy to have. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's like it's hard to pick just one, but I'd say you know those those two right now are probably like two of my favorites. Even though they're they're Oilers, you know, they're just they're pretty iconic. Salberry, wow. Uh, I hope we can have you on again. I, fi- I find this very fascinating and a lot of fun to talk about. The website again, puckjunk.com. And uh, Sal, the Oilers swing through there on Monday. I assume if you can't go, you're going to check it out on the tube. Oh, absolutely. Let me ask you, do you collect hockey cards? Uh, I used to uh, when I was much younger. Oh, well, maybe we can uh, maybe we could change you on that. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll get back into it. it. Yeah, it's sure fun. I love it. You know, a few years ago, th- I think they still make them, but I bought some Canadian Football League cards mm-hmm. one year. Yeah, I love the CFL, so I-, I like when those guys have the cards, too. I don't know if you yeah. have any of those kicking around. I think the nicest thing about cards is it, it really, like as a kid, it helped me learn the game, learn the players, and learn a lot about the sport. And I think that's just, it's good with, uh, I, I think gro- uh, adults see that too. I mean, it just like, I, I fell out of hockey for a couple of years, and then I got back into it, and I, I started buying cards, and then I just like relearned all, it, you know, helped me learn the players and stuff. It just, I don't know, there's something cool about that. Cooler, cooler way of learning than, you know, looking at a stack book. Well, Sal, and you had a great website, puckchuck.com. Really happy to meet you. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. Thank you so much. All right. Sal Barry. Very interesting stuff. Thanks a lot for uh, him to join us. Puckjunk.com. You heard him. You can read about him, uh, read a little uh, blurb by him in the hockey news as well. And if uh, you're into hockey cards and collectibles and want to see some cool stuff, uh, go to his website. You know, he mentioned that... He's uh, looking for this Red Rooster set of the Oilers from the 1980s. That reminds me, I I guest-hosted Inside Sports in the summer, and I had Jay Onright from TSN on, and he somehow remembered the Red Rooster jingle. Here's Red Rooster, here's Red Rooster from...
from the country to the city, we're everywhere. Hurry in a hurry, we're hot and fast. It's friendly service, we'll make it last. Here's Red Brewster, we're the best. And he won a Gemini? We're back with this day in Oilers history.